doubled. They swat at it and steal it. Here comes Chicago. 17 seconds. 17 seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan. Open. Chicago with the lead. Timeout, Utah. 5.2 seconds left. Michael Jordan running on fumes with 45 points. So we're here, man. What, what's, what's going on, Evan? What's up with you, bro? What's up, man? What's up? What's up? Nothing much. This is the play-by-play analysis podcast, and this is the first edition of the He's the Goat segment. You know? That's what we're going to call this for the next five to six weeks. This here is He's the Goat, and it's referring to the man, the myth, the legend, Michael Jordan, and the, the Last Dance documentary that has aired on ESPN. The first... Two episodes aired last night, bro. Like, I know you was watching. I don't even have to ask if you were. I know I was. You know, we've been waiting for this. And shout out to ESPN for moving it up because at first it was going to start in May. But, you know. I mean, I mean, once all the sports shut down, ESPN was like, we got to do what we got to do. Right. Something's got to happen, you know. So, like, like, if it's ready now, let's put it out now. Right, right. And that's exactly what they did. That's exactly what they did. But, man. Them first two shows, man. Well, let, let's just start with the first one first. Yeah. Obviously. So what did you think of the first episode? Right off the bat, they introduced Jerry Krause as, like, the villain of the story, kind of. Because it's like, I never really understood why, the like, those bulls broke up. Like, why that team broke up. But the more they explained it, the more, the more it feels like, it just started out as, like, this whole Jerry Krause versus Phil Jackson thing and just, like, exploded from there. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm like, you know, all dynasties have to die at some point. That's just my thing. In sports, at least. That's my, my thinking is that, you know, every dynasty dies at some point. Like, we, you're always going to see I mean, like, no, nobody's invincible. Nobody's invincible. But more times than not, these dynasties die because of egos as opposed to money and old age and anything else that you could pretend to tie it to ego kills more dynasties than anything and we're learning that nah that that part where he said where he said like um players don't win championships like ownerships do and then mike and then mike called him out on him and then jerry started backtracking i'm just watching that like you know you know good and well what you said you know damn well you know damn well what you said bro don't don't try to backtrack this man said Oh, so you said, and he said, well, 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 I, what I said was, and you, you I know, said, I, no, I purposely no, left out. You, you know what you said, sir. You know what you said. We know what you said. Video is forever. <laughs> you know? Forever and ever. I would throw my conspiracy theorist um, hat on real quick. My stay woke hat, my Umar Johnson Kofi. And I'm a. Speak the truth, my brother. I'm about to speak the truth real quick. Or throw a, throw a bone out. And it's a huge what if. I don't know. We, somebody got to ask Mike, and maybe we learn later in the shows. Maybe we learn about this. But what if Space Jam was a warning? What if? That makes way too much sense. Because I'm sitting here. I thought about it yesterday because somebody showed me the tweet where somebody was like, Space Jam makes a lot more sense like, when well, Jerry well, Krause like looks like Dr. Boss Alien look like Jerry Krause? Yeah, I, I seen that. Yeah, I'm like, 
And and then as soon as he said that, I, I got to thinking, and I'm like, if you remember Space Jam, the dude, like, oh, you know, his whole thing was he berates his his guys, he um gives them slave wages essentially, and then he, Michael at the end, he's like, if Michael loses, you have to play for me forever and you're going to be right. the main attraction. Like, you're, an, you're an attraction in my theme park. And and he was a short dude. He was kind of chubby, just like Jerry Krause. I'm like, you know, yeah. this movie, what if he was trying yeah. to warn us about Jerry Krause without wild, directly... It's wild because the alien know. wanted Mike to be an attraction in his theme park, right? Yep. And when you think about it, that's what Mike was on the Bulls right after the Olympics, right after the 84 Olympics. Yep. That's really that's really what he was at that point. And we saw how they didn't have a good relationship, so maybe that was his, it was his contribution to the arts that, oh, I don't like this dude, and this is my way of telling y'all about this. Because, you know, movies do this all the time. Like, you know, the... the um, like, like, you really got to pay attention, but like... Like Animal really Farm, 1984... Like, this was Michael Jordan's 1984. Yep. That's what I think Space Jam was. And and the more the, the more that comes out about it, and the more I watch the movie, and and just everything about it, and then the more we're learning about Jerry Krause, I'm like, yo, he was throwing shots at Jerry Krause. The whole movie. The whole movie. The this, whole movie was shots at Krause. That, that's this, the, what's his name? Sledgehammer? Swat, Swackhammer? Mr. Swackhammer, him, that was definitely a caricature representing Jerry Krause. It had to be. Like, I won't accept any other explanation. And now the whole thing about, like, the alien super team, that makes way more sense now because Jerry Krause wanted to, as soon as he figured out who MJ was... He wanted his power. He he wanted, like, a dynasty. So that's why, like, um, Slackhammer in a movie sent the aliens to go, like, steal the NBA star's power and whatnot. Right. So he can have that dynasty. Hey! Are you talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. You want a piece of me? Come and get it. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. What did you have in mind? What about we raise the stakes a little bit? Hmm. Interesting. To kind of go further into the film, though. Sending Phil Jackson out, that was the first mistake. Yeah. Because we obviously see, you know, Phil Jackson goes on and he wins, and what, another five more five. rings? He wins five more finals with the Lakers. And to answer the question that you posed on Twitter, yes. At least in the NBA, he is one of the greatest head coaches ever. Listen. You yeah, know. Because, I mean, this dude played a pivotal part in making Michael Jordan the player that he was. And also Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. Like, we don't give this man enough credit. At all. And the only thing is he's a horrible executive. <laughs> that is the, that is that will be a stain on his legacy forever. Is his time in the New York Knicks. Although it's the New York Knicks, so I can't. It's, get it's mad the at Knicks. Him. They're a stain on everybody's legacy. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Except, except maybe Melo. Maybe. Except Melo and except for Mike Woodson. Everybody else they a stain. And Jeremy Lin too, except for him. Yeah. But the other because those those three, that was an era. But that was before Phil Jackson though. That was like right before he showed up. His only good, the only good move he ever made as an executive was drafting Christos Porzingis. Like you can't blame that on the Knicks. Like him doing what he was trying to do, and you know we remember the iconic Stephen A. Smith. His very first move as the executive 
What's the side of Lamar Odom? Who is on crack? Like you know that that will that will stick with him. That will. But as a head coach, one of the greatest ever, easily. But he's also had a lot of talent. Like yo, if I had Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Shaquille O'Neal, and Kobe Bryant, I would have won ten championships. Ron Artest, Lamar Odom too. Yeah, Derek Fisher, sharpshooter before sharpshooters were a thing. Like even a young Andrew Bynum. Even a like, young Andrew Bynum. Paul Gasol. Oh, no, Andrew Bynum was cooking for a minute. Yeah, that one year when he Andrew was... Andrew Bynum was cooking he, for a minute. He was an all-star when he was 22. People forget that. And then he went to Philly and had the fro and the jerry curl or whatever that yeah. was. And after that, we didn't hear from him. But And then Paul Gasol, one of the more underrated pieces of the late Lakers years. You know... But we, they haven't really gone into Phil yet. Like I, I feel like his episode's coming, obviously. But for the yeah, first, because I, I know next week is Dennis Rodman and the Bad Boys. That's gonna be must see. That's gonna be must see. That's gonna be must see. I gotta rewatch. I gotta rewatch uh, the Dennis Rodman documentary because I've only seen part of it. So I gotta re if if they're yeah, showing I, that. Because I feel like this one isn't gonna go like as much in depth as. The Dennis Rodman documentary did, but like it's definitely gonna give us like a little rundown of like who he is, where he came from, it, and all that. Like, yeah, they're giving his bulls years. I doubt they're gonna touch the bad boy stuff. I mean, I mean, they probably should like. I mean, not extensively. On. I mean, yeah, not extensively, but like they should at least have a little, a little like, like rundown Tibbet. of who yeah. the bad boys are, because like a lot. Oh of no, they're getting into that. I thought it was like, because a lot of these kids out here really don't know that the Pistons was that team. Like, the 80s, the 90s, and, like, the first half of the 2000s, the Pistons was that team. Yeah, but there was... The, the bad boys were different than the ones in the 2000s. The yeah, bad boys, yeah, yeah. The bad boys were the late 80s and then uh, up into the 90s, and then that's when and Jordan I, came, the new and era. That's, and that's why I got to give the Pistons credit in that era, because, like, after the bad boys, they rebranded, but, like, they didn't fall off. They didn't fall off, yeah. Like, and they drafted and they them. Went, they went under a complete rebrand too. Mm-hmm. They weren't people didn't hate them anymore. They just it's like, oh, it's the Pistons, they're dominant, but they still kept yeah. their edge because you know you yeah, throw Ben them. Wallace in there. Mm-hmm. Now imagine yeah, if they that would have been crazy. That would have been crazy. Yeah. But them, uh, bad, them bad boys Pistons going up against MJ's Bulls, man. That's going to be must see television. Yeah, I think that comes next week. I'm going to watch that joint like 10 different times. Yeah, episode one kind of went into the early Jordan years. You know, we learned about him at UNC, you know. And then episode two kind of continued. The Chicago Bulls traveling cocaine circus. Wait, wait, what was that? I, did, I missed that part. Yeah, um, apparently that's um the state the Bulls were in when Mike, when Mike came on the team. Because, like, apparently, like... A bunch of his teammates was like smoking weed, doing a whole, doing a whole bunch of other type of drugs, doing God knows what in them locker rooms. Mm-hmm. So like, Boy. really, if I could sum it up, the Bulls were kind of like, I guess the closest franchise I could compare them to at that time would be like, kind of how the Lions are, but like, oh yeah, but like they not they not like that either. But like, it, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. But yeah, Jordan came in there, and he at least his first two years he tried to change the culture. But then you could see his riff for ownership started when he was like, "Yo, 
these dudes are more about business than winning. Like out here tanking games to to um gain spots in the lottery pick. He wasn't, he wasn't about that. You know, and he wasn't about that at all. I'm like, first of all, the other thing, how terrible has the Eastern Conference been for years, for decades? Now, they were 30, 30, and, 50, 30, and, 30 52. and 52 gets you a playoff spot. And AC, how terrible is the East in the 80s? It must have been bad, bad. Because, you know, you had the, the Celtics, but I'm like, who else? Top but I'm like, I feel like the NBA as a whole just wasn't good in the 80s. I mean, you had the Celtics and Lakers were just beating the brakes off of everybody. And then Houston started to come around, and then Portland was kind of just there with Clyde, Clyde Drexler and Sam Bowie. But, man, 30 and 52 as an eight seed. Like, even in the East today, that's that's... <laughs> that, that's bad by today's standards, but the yeah. only thing the only thing here is because they got that playoff spot, they got that eight seed, we got to see the best playoff performance out of any player that didn't win the finals that, in that season. Yeah. Out of any non finals winning performance, that was the best that was the best playoff performance and that we, Michael Jordan had against the Celtics. And we also shattered some stereotypes because first of all you know, some people make it look like Jordan ain't never lost a game in his career. They were thirty and fifty-two in the playoffs. Oh no, Jordan lost. Yeah, they were thirty Jordan, and fifty-two. Jordan lost, Jordan lost plenty of games because, like, you remember in that documentary, they had the like a nice little was, losing streak. The whole team was shook when Scottie Pippen was out was out for like the whole season. And they started four and four. The whole team was shook. Yeah, I'm saying they started four like, and four, and the dude was already talking about he's yeah. mentally and emotionally drained and tired. Because I mean, like, Scottie was out, and then. That was the same year that Mike had the minutes restriction too. Was it? I think so. No, 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 no. They they kept skipping back and forth. So like, oh. in the eighties was the minutes restriction, which was one of the weirdest minutes restrictions I've ever seen. Seven minutes exactly. Each seven half. minutes exactly, real time, not game time, real, real time. time. Yeah. So when them se- they had him on but a stopwatch, this man could be mid jumper, and you know, they would call him out. The reason why they had that minutes restriction was because the ownership was that dedicated to the tank. Like, because they knew that if they kept Michael Jordan in too long, he was going to make too many shots and they was going to win too many games and mess up their chances at the lottery. They didn't want that to happen. So, like, they wanted Michael Jordan to have as little influence on the games as possible. And, and also, even then, and even then it ain't work because they still got in the playoffs anyway. Right. But they also were like, dude had a broken foot. Like, you know, you, you're not going to throw your career away. In the second year, that that was the other thing too. Like, and it was cool to get the owner involved in this because usually, owners of teams do not involve themselves in like interviews and documentaries like this. Like, this isn't something. This is this is very different. Like, I mean, the the people that they've gotten already, and we got more to come. Like, you've seen the the preview commercials have showed they got a murderous row of guests. But yes. we've already seen Bill Clinton, Barack Obama. Um, the owner of um, the Bulls, Jerry Reinsdorf. We've already seen the three of them. We see Michael Wilbon. Michael Wilbon, David Aldridge. Yeah. We saw David Stern, rest in peace. We saw him in there. Um, yeah, I'm like, you know, this 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 thing is looking good. But my favorite episode was the Scotty episode. Yes. Of the of the two, obviously, it's only two. I mean, of the two, cause, I like, like the Scotty one better. Because, like, it revealed so much. Because, like, first of all, it, it's where Scottie Pippen came from. Because, like, well, he's I knew from he was, a small, I knew like, he was small country. town of Arkansas. He went to 
Central Arkansas. Like, he went to Central Arkansas, who at the time, they're D1 now, but at the time Scotty was there, they, were, they weren't even NCAA. They were NAIA. And dude... Wait, isn't that an NCAA scout- thing? No, 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 no. NAIA is, is like, separate. Oh. And then, like, dude worked his like, hustled his way to a scholarship, and out of this small school in the middle of Arkansas... Became a top he three got pick. picked, like, a number five pick. Mm-hmm. And he got... It, they traded his rights because he was going to go to... Well, Seattle traded... Well, it, it was... Chicago traded for his rights, so they had Seattle draft him... Yeah. So that he could go to Chicago, but you know, he didn't know that at the time. But it was it was crazy. But um, it was even funny. Like his story was even more wild because I'm like, yo, he had a father who was bedridden, and he had a brother who was paralyzed, and a, in a in a household of twelve children. Like, yo, that's that's a lot. That's crazy. That's, that's a crazy lot. off the bat. Yeah, and then that that is probably not probably that definitely is. What led him to sign one of the most bogus contracts, probably in NBA history? I'll put it up there. Cause you, you mean to tell me? I don't I'm, care what revenue looks like. For, I'm still mad at that number. I'm mad for him. Seven years, eighteen million dollars. Eighteen million over seven years for 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 a dude who ranked in the top two in every statistical category over that seven year period. I'm like, yo, you. Even do you do you understand how terrible a deal has to be when the owner steps in and the stops you? The owner was saying not to sign it. Like this benefits the owner, and he's sitting here telling you, like, no, like, don't do this. Th- this is like this is way past the point where like you should have picked up some picked up on some red flags, right? Like, yo, some some. But but then at the same time, like I said, I understood it because this is a, this is a guy who grew up in poverty, so he's never seen money, and he didn't want to bet on himself and mess around and get injured and then be stuck. Which yeah, yeah, is right. understandable considering that, that part makes sense when you got eleven siblings, two of them bedridden, and a, and a father who's got a stroke, living in some small town of Arkansas. I would have signed that deal too, probably. See, because it's like that taught me how to like that taught me to like take a second look at like whenever I see a an athlete sign a questionable deal because like I don't know what's going on behind the scenes because like. At first glance, yeah, he could have got a lot more money, but at the same time, this is enough money where he could like potentially help out his his mom, his dad, his brother, like his hometown mm-hmm. in areas where like they couldn't have gotten help otherwise. Like they're none of them are ever going to touch eighteen million dollars at any point. Yeah, exactly. Until he signed it. Exactly. So, and he was always sending them money. He was always taking care of them, which was good for them and good for him. But at the same time, yo, he was getting fleeced. Unintentionally. He, he was getting he was getting fleeced, but like what they did was like they humanized it. They were like, Oh, you know, I tried to tell him no. You know, you'll never see an owner step in and say I would have told him no too. No, 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 but the owners, especially billionaire owners, are you know, this is a capitalistic society. We ain't gonna pretend like it isn't. These people when a deal like that comes along for a for a top end player I, I, like I that, that. I would have heard that deal and been like, All right, look, before I give you this pen, I'm gonna read you the terms. Seven years, eighteen mil. For seven years. For seven years. That's eighteen million at the and, end and of and seven. If, and if we do the math, that's a little bit over two million a year. Before dog. taxes. Yeah, yeah, and we ain't even talking about taxes yet, dog. Come on, come on. <laughs> like, I'm gonna read like, it again. Before, before I give you this pen, I want you to think about that. 
I want you to think. To, th- to think about that. And you know, the, the agent, whoever Scotty Pippen's agent is, needs to just be taken to the guillotine for that contract. <laughs> for, for letting him do that. For letting him do that. There's not himself. a single person. Like, yo. No, you're the worst agent ever. You are horrible. You're the worst agent ever. On a scale of Scotty Pippen's agent to Rich Paul, it's like. <laughs> Like, bruh, what is the, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> it's like that soldier boy me. What the fuck is wrong what? with you? <laughs> it's like, yo, you never. I'm, I mean, you know, if it wasn't for his financial situation back home, bruh, there is no, that's there an NFL no contract. That, that's contract. the only thing that sort of justifies that, but even then, you still should have got way more. That's an NFL Wait. contract, bro. That's that's what Ezekiel Elliott got. Seventy years, eighteen. No, million. even Zeke got more than that. I think. No, I'm saying, but that's like a rookie deal in the NFL, like, bro. It is though. And then, and then, but but at the same time, not to totally blame Scotty, they they definitely could have renegotiated. Like, there is yeah. no way, three or four years in, you don't think, hey. But that's where the billionaire owner stepped yeah, in. Like, I, I think that's what Scotty was trying to do, too. Like, he tried to get him to renegotiate the and, deal. But they told him up front, they're like, look, don't come back. And re- it sounded like somebody's mother talked. Like, don't don't ask me if I after I told you no. Like, that's just criminal. Like, that's criminal. <laughs> Jerry should have been locked up just for that. No, Jerry tried to warn him. I mean, he... Well, I mean, it was it was probably one of those, like, like no, don't do it. No. <laughs> like you know, he probably yep. wasn't. He yep. probably no wasn't really service. going that no hard. Service. So he, yeah, he needed to get locked up. Scotty's agent should have been locked up for that. You know, but this man Scotty, I mean, I've never seen anyone, at least visibly, berate their um, GM in the way that he did. This man teed off on this man on the this bus. This man was going. And I wish they would have called bus. audio. I wish they would have called audio of that. Man, I wish the they would have called that. The whole thing is, he was probably justified in saying like eighty percent of that. Yeah, no, he was, but I'm just like, yo, he, he was well within his right. But at the same time, you know, he did sign the contract. He signed the contract. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, that don't no, mean that's... they can't renegotiate that. Yeah, but like the, like he said, yo, when you man, <laughs> you don't sign that that. That look, that's a 360 deal, bro. That's, they got into that. and then, But yeah, like I said, to, to go back to something I said earlier, this documentary shattered a couple of Jordan stereotypes and a couple um storylines. Besides the fact, obviously we know he lost games, but people act like it didn't happen. Like, you, you never hear about the losses. The other thing, the man got tired. <laughs> you know, he got tired. He was a human being who got tired. They were four and four. This man was already talking about how mental and emotionally drained he was. Starting yeah, the year off four see, and four. You seen his face in that overtime game against the Clippers too. My man was like, "I got to do all this shit myself." Right, and you know, I got to do all this shit myself. And that's the other thing. I stayed off of social media the entire two hour period because I refused to get into Jordan versus LeBron arguments. Like for once, I want to watch something and appreciate it in the moment versus getting into versus battles. Yeah, because it's like. I really didn't want it to happen, and I glanced at my timeline occasionally. I didn't see it that much, but out of nowhere, there, 
every every now and then there's this whole oh LeBron wouldn't have let his teammates sign for 18 million or like LeBron would have did this LeBron would have did that I'm like bruh shut the hell up we gonna talk about LeBron when he gets his documentary and it's coming we know, like we know it's coming but and when it comes we gonna talk about him then but now this is this is MJ's moment and even if it wasn't I'm like yo it's an MJ documentary. Let's just sit here and appreciate history instead of comparing it all the time. Like we said, like we for would, real. like somebody else made the point. We said we would stop doing this when Kobe died. Three months later, look at us. Look at us. Well, well not us. Three I months? wasn't doing it. <laughs> I'm, yeah, yeah. Look at y'all. Like, yeah, I'm look at y'all. To, like I'm talking to y'all. Right. <laughs> but like, as soon as I saw them say that he was mentally and physically drained, I already know without even looking that people was probably going off like, oh, so LeBron. Like, oh, LeBron wouldn't have been drained. Or no, you know, it's not as hard. It's not as easy as y'all think. Like, oh, yeah. And then the other thing, people talking about, like, oh, you know, the the competition he was playing and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, yo, you can't control who you play against. You can only go and out like, there and, and like, play against And, like, even then, against. in that playoff series against Boston, you got four Hall of Famers. against four Hall of Famers. Before, four of them. Before Scottie Pippen got there. Like, yeah, before Scottie Pippen got there, he he went up against four Hall of Famers, dog. Like, are there any On a NBA broken foot. teams like are there any NBA teams now that have four Hall of Famers on their roster? Well Golden State like, right did. Now, or like maybe the Lakers because you got LeBron, you got Ant Davis. Ant Davis, you got Rondo. I mean Rondo's gonna be a Hall of Famer, but like he's not going in as a Laker though. I mean, I guess it still counts, but, like... I don't know if he's going to go in. He might be in the Celtics Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I feel like Rondo should get in for, like, his time with the Celtics. No, but that's what I'm saying. He'll be in, like, the Celtics Ring of Honor or something, but I don't think he's an NBA Hall of Famer. But they just let yeah. anybody in, so I don't know. Yeah, but it's, like, aside from the Lakers and maybe the Lakers, not even a definite Lakers, maybe the Lakers, are there any NBA teams now where they have... Four Hall of Famers on their roster. Well, this past year, no. But if yeah, we're talking we, like, the year before, talk- Golden State had Steph, Clay, Clay Katie, Katie, and you might could throw Andre Iguodala in there. Andre Iguodala. The competition that MJ played, mm-hmm. we still talk about Larry Bird as one of the greatest scorers of all time. And all the goats have him up there. Like LeBron said, yeah, Larry exactly. Bird is his top three. Exactly. Dude went up against Hakeem Olajuwon, the bad boy Pistons. Like, I, I'm not seeing how he didn't play anybody. Exactly. I, people took <laughs> the joke about, oh, playing against a bunch of mailmen and, and actors. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yo, there are seven foot actors. Seven foot mailmen. Like, seven foot. A lot of them was real big, too. Out there heavy footed before the three point line was a thing, so everything was inside. Mid-range. Mid-range jumpers. And Jordan was killing them. And on a broken foot before he had Scottie Pippen in his arsenal. This is his earth, the first two years of his... Like, this dude dropped 49. He it's dropped like, like 60 in a game, too. Yeah. In the playoffs. And I, believe, I think that was in Boston, too. In Boston, yes. Like, like bruh. Like, what else do you need him like, to... Like, you don't just go into... Boston like into the home court of one of the best NBA teams, arguably of all time, and drop sixty in a playoff game. Like yeah, you, you don't, don't just like everybody don't just do that. Right, that that ain't that ain't regular things to do. That, that, that is not normal. 
you know, like it is it, it's very hard to do that. And we 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 got to appreciate that versus comparing it to what LeBron did. You know, it's exactly. like 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 we we gonna talk about LeBron in his time, but it's not his time right now. Right, Jordan and LeBron are kind of like Russell Wilson in future. It's like you can't ever talk about one, it, or it seems like people can't ever talk about one without well, bringing, without up, bringing the up the other. It's like no matter what they do, like oh. Russell Wilson woke up this morning. Well, Future hitting his pillow. I don't give a damn. <laughs> future, Future did Russell this. Wilson, like, well, Russell you know Russell is scared. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah. Well, Future about to drop a new album. Like, oh yeah. Russell. Who um, cares? Russell told who his. Who cares? Russell we told his wife football. happy. Russell told his wife happy Valentine's Day. You know, Future crying somewhere. I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's it's hard. Like, let, let that man do what he's doing, and man. let the other man do what he's doing. Well, sort of to the to an extent. But yeah, no that that was that was funny to see that play out, and it was even funnier to see Jordan call it selfish. That was funny. Nah, them, like them little memes are like his salary versus Scotty's salary, and there's Jordan saying, "I thought Scotty was being selfish." I'm like, yeah, the hell you did. <laughs> well, you know, I, I bet you did think, but you you thought the ownership was being selfish when they were going for um. For draft picks. For draft picks. And, oh, but, but but all that go out the window when Scotty wants his... Well, I guess because he's saying, I mean, I, I guess what he was trying still to hand get at was, like, he thought that Scotty might be, like, breaking up the team with what he was doing. Yeah, like, he cared more about his money like, than winning. That that might have been what he was going for. And then the fact that he, he waited till the season started to get surgery versus doing it over the summer. Which, yeah, that See, is he, he fair. Went, he wouldn't about to fuck up his summer. Yeah, you know, that that was kind of fair to, to, to think that. Like, yeah, you know. I mean, I understand, yeah, I'm not going to fuck my summer up. I understand that. But in Jordan's case, it's like, yeah, I could, I could see where Jordan was coming from. Like, yo, you had all summer to do this, and you wait till the season starts. I, I could understand in that situation. But when he demanded a trade, that's not him being selfish. That's him doing what he had to do. Nah, you know? it's like, if you, if you got a problem with the front ownership, like with the... With the front office, then guess then guess what? They not going anywhere, but guess who can go somewhere? You. Me. Exactly. You know, like that's that's just him knowing his worth and not thinking that the front office really idealized that, like right. really valued him that much. Mm-hmm. But now, yeah. like, but now you gotta wonder because in the first two episodes of the documentary, it's been revealed that Jerry had problems with Phil, Phil. Jackson. And then Michael, Michael Jordan, and Scotty and Scotty Pippen. Now I'm wondering what was going on with him and Dennis Rodman. Oh Lord! Like, <laughs> like what, was it just because <laughs> I mean, if, if I were there was my... something going on between Jerry, between Jerry and Rodman, then Dennis, uh, I don't know if anybody wants those problems. Mm-mm. This this a man who's friends with Kim Jong Un. You know, I don't want no problems with him. No, no, nope, absolutely not. I'm messing with you. You can keep that over there, you know him and his colorful hair, and his 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 wedding dress and whatever else. <laughs> you know, he, he, y'all y'all do what y'all do. I'm minding my business over here. Nope. Now the one thing I will say is yes, we're only two episodes in, so I'm not gonna do. But so far, like Jordan said after he made the quote about, "Oh, once y'all watch this, y'all are probably not gonna think I'm a nice guy anymore." After two episodes, I haven't seen anything that is out of the norm of like, oh, yeah, he's yelling at teammates. Okay, great. I mean, yeah, but like this is still his early career. Like we ain't get to the point where like he's gambling and whatnot. Yeah, not yet. That, that, that might be the part that he's talking about. 
Yeah, no, yeah, right. Well, that's well on the that, people. That, that, that could be the part he's talking about, like the, the part where like he was like gambling. Yeah. The other funny thing is this man used to take his opponents to dinner or go golfing with him like the day or night before a this playoff This man game. went golfing with Danny Ainge and then dropped 60 on his head. That's legendary. He said, tell your boy Sam I got something for him. And dropped sixty on his head. That is legendary, bro. He bought. He bought. Like, a, a, ain't nobody ever gonna do that shit again. It happened later. There's a story. Apparently, I saw somebody dropped it in one of my group chats. He he went with Charles Barkley. He went golfing or like took him to dinner or something and got him a chain. And everybody's like, "Well, why'd you do that?" And he basically, in so many words, said, "Is to get in dude's head." Like he thinks I like him. I don't give a fuck about him. And then he dropped like 50 on his head and won the finals and he didn't touch him the whole series well we ain't ever gonna see nobody do it like that again. that is that is psychopath behavior because i'm because i mean niggas really do try to get into like other players heads now like nowadays but like they do it differently that is on some like, ted bundy like, shit. That, that, like, that, yeah. was, that was all trash talk on the court that like, man like what, like what patrick beverly be doing right but, you know, some people are friends now, but they actually be friends on the court. They be laughing and giggling, high-fiving yep. each other for getting dunked on. You know? And it's not to say that it's nothing wrong with that. You know, like, different eras are different eras. But, you know, it's, it's just different. Dudes, like, the Pistons still hate Jordan. Like, Bill Lambeer and Isaiah will publicly... And he still hate the Pistons, too. And he still hate... And Scotty do, too. And they will publicly, like, Lambeer and Isaiah love saying, oh, LeBron's the greatest of all time. Every chance they get. They say that on purpose. They do it on purpose. Or they Scotty, say it on purpose. Scotty said, you know, Isaiah need to shut his mouth because he ain't really done that much for the game. He said that this year. Or last year, actually. I'm like, damn. It's been 30 years almost. You know? These NBA players today love each other. <laughs> you like, know? And there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying. Like, that's, that's like, how... nothing wrong with that. But, like, you know how bad the beef got to be if they still going at each other's throat 30 years later? Yeah. And they and they say stuff out of spite, like they'd be like, "Oh, LeBron's the greatest of all time," which he might be, but they're he saying it be, because man. they don't like Jordan, not because they believe it. Yeah, you know. But we're we're they're gonna get into all of that. We're about to see all of that, and I can't wait. You know. And these kids today about to learn about the real Isaiah Thomas, like the real OG Isaiah Thomas. Well, they might. It depends on how much they go into him. But you know uh, they gonna you know they gonna have him interview. Yeah, they gonna they gonna learn. You know they gonna you know they interviewed him. Oh yeah, because yeah, they interviewed Magic and and Larry. So yeah, yeah. they interviewed Mag Magic, Larry, Danny Ainge. They interviewed somebody else on the Celtics too. I know that much. Yeah, and they probably gonna have more because this isn't the first Celtics matchup. So they're gonna interview Isaiah. They're gonna interview them. Dennis Robbins interviews are gonna be something crazy. And we all I know Dennis Robbins episode. I'm tuning the all the way in. I'm getting my popcorn ready, all that. So, you know, just stay tuned. Next Sunday, same time, 9 p.m. Yeah, I think that is a wrap, actually. You know, we put some good time in today, bro. You know, finally was able to get you on the show. Of course, of course, appreciate it. Hey, let me know, let me know if you want me on, like, another show. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, we always, I'm always looking. So, yeah, I, like I said, this is the first episode of the he's the goat segment you know it's gonna be a five week thing so we're gonna be back soon you know looking forward to this next episode 
especially in this time where this is pretty much the only thing on TV. So, yeah. yeah. But this has been the play-by-play analysis. It's your boy Devin Ashby, SK play-by-play. If you know, you know. If you don't know, don't worry about it. And that's all I got for y'all, deuces. <laughs>